Fellas, what's, what's going on, man? man? What's good, bro? How are y'all doing today? Man, blessed and highly favored. I was going to say that, but that's, yeah, man, I feel the same way. Both of y'all can be, baby. Yeah. Both of y'all can be. <laughs> no, it's a max. From Discovery Plus, Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. I'm Dalen Spratt. I'm the Marcus Harvey. And I'm Jawan Mass. And if you haven't seen our hit show... Oh, it's a hit. We are paranormal investigators, and we love the history, mm. we love investigating, and we love getting scared. But you see, on this podcast, we'll look at some of the most infamous creepy tales. I mean, where'd they come from? We'll investigate them, talk to experts, and maybe even channel some spirits. This episode, we're going to hear all about how all over the country, people are hearing sounds of crying babies under bridges. I mean, crybaby bridges. Y'all heard of it? This stuff is happening all over. I mean, it's even in your home state, D. Spratt. And Maryland, Ohio. I mean, it's all over the place. People are hearing babies and even hearing the cries of dead mothers haunting these towns. In this episode... We're going to get to the bottom of these crybaby bridges and without hopefully getting haunted by any crying babies. Because I'm going to be honest, I still haven't figured out how to silence a crying baby. It's just a mystery that I'm still trying to dive into. But I got two fathers with me, so they're going to help me out. Man, there's these stories about crybaby bridges. Bro, you you must know about. Them. I know I know of a couple. They seem to be everywhere. They're all based with like women in distress and parting ways with their baby by leaving them under a bridge. And like people going by and they're hearing sounds of baby crying. Like you drive over the bridge or you go to pull it to the bridge late at night and you hear the sounds of babies crying and like people think it's like other mothers that are in search of their children. It's really wild. It's really wild. There are stories like this all over the country, fellas. I mean, Ohio, you got some in Maryland, a few in Texas, and Kentucky. And Kentucky is the wild one. That's at the bridge of Sleepy Hollow Road. Whoa, man. This road is a connector between two eastern counties, Jefferson and Odom. It's a heavily wooded area, and as you're driving down it, the trees get denser. It's like they're swallowing you up. Then you get to the bridge... The story goes that sometimes late at night during a full moon, you can hear the screams of women and children. Wait, 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 wait. Why are there screams of women and children? Bro, they're the spirits of the mothers who back in the day, like going back hundreds of years, would throw their babies into the creek below the bridge to drown. So this is a this is multiple. Yeah, this is like a thing at Sleepy Hollow Road. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really dark if you think about it. Like, something could be actually drawing those people to doing that, too, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it's multiple. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of energy surrounding that particular haunting. You know what? I've heard one called the Screaming Bridge of Maud Hughes Road. Mm-hmm. Maud Hughes. Yeah, right? Maud. Right. So it's in Liberty Township, Ohio. And they said that this bridge is well over 150 years old. And what's crazy about this, they say the story goes a boyfriend and a girlfriend were arguing. Okay. No story starts off like that and ends good. Never. Never. 
Never. So they're driving, right? Mm-hmm. They're arguing. They pull over. The girlfriend falls off the bridge railing and dies. So, okay, I know what you're thinking. Maybe she got pushed or maybe she accidentally fell. Nobody really truly knows. And another part of the story that people say is that the couple's car broke down and then the boyfriend decided to go walk into town for help, left her there. And when he gets back, he finds his girlfriend hanging by her neck. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that took a the, wild turn. I, I just, it did, it did, it did. I know you thought it was like it was yeah. gonna be some chivalrous. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they had a picnic or something. I, I, I didn't know he's gonna come back to a lynching. Uh, you know what? And the 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 craziest thing, and I know I keep saying something's crazy, but this one is wild. But they say <laughs> if you go into this area and you flash your headlights three times, like you will actually see the ghost. Like a ghost appears. You can, Let me ask you this. Okay. Are you going to do that? I don't know how much it costs to call Ghost Collect. And that seems like one expensive collect call. The three lights of three, three lights light flashes? Oh, my gosh. You've done yeah, more for a response from a ghost. For less of a response. Way for less. For way less of a response. You're right. Way more. You're right. I probably would do it more. But it's almost like, is it like an SOS? Because, you know, like the flashing of the lights, you could almost be trying to signal help. I don't know if I want help from... Somebody that's going to push their baby off a bridge or... Because if you will harm your baby, mm-hmm. you don't give a damn about Dalen. You don't look. Mm, who, who's nah. Dalen? Who, who is nah. Dalen? Who? That's not... That's definitely nah, not what they're... That's a... Uh, but like I said, I think that actually it might be something that's actually drawing them to do crazy stuff like that. And last, there's a story of a depressed mother who threw her newborn baby over the bridge. And like, whoever the screams are from to this day... People still report hearing them. I know it. I know uh, it. I know it. I know it. I know it. The crazy thing about it is it's a lot of death. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, like, sorrow and a lot of, like, residual effects and emotions and and probably hauntings going on. Well, <laughs> Is anybody blaming the boyfriend in these first two? Because I'm like, it's a lot of domestic violence (laughs) in these stories, bro. I'm trying to figure out how did these stories are connected to like. I wonder if these are just like people that committed crimes and Mm -hmm. like come back and try to blame it on something, bro. It's like, damn, bro, your story is y'all arguing in the car, you pull over, and then she falls over the edge of this bridge. Right? Do people go to these locations to like investigate? Yes. And see if they can actually hear these Bro, these these sounds of cries. They go and try to recreate all of these stories. Try to see if they can get any type of response. So like some visual provoking? Yeah. Like how we kind of do? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, you know, I actually found a story, too, um, in Texas, bro. Okay. It's all happening in Texas. Yeah. The, I, I might need to move my family out. I will say that the legend of Sarah Jane Road, um, this is a road that's in, like, a port town in Texas, right? which is known for oil drilling. But during the Civil War, Confederates used the area as a fortress to defend against the Union advances, right? Mm-hmm. Legend has it that this young woman, Sarah Jane, lived in the town during this time. Her husband was away fighting in, in, the, in the front lines, you know, when she heard that the Union soldiers were coming. Scared to stay home, she put her baby in a basket and hid under the nearby bridge. Then she went back home and hanged herself from the tree in her yard. 
So she just left the baby. That's what the legend says. Like, look, this is too crazy for me to handle. These <laughs> but union, my baby? These, these union soldiers might be coming. Wow. So, yeah, she hung herself, man. That's like somebody dropping the, the like a baby on a, on the porch step, right? No, it's not, Juwan. They just <laughs> it's left nothing it, like though. dropping a baby on a porch step. She put the baby. <laughs> she had the baby by under the bridge. bridge. Yeah, so while <laughs> so, she went to go handle her business. And I don't know, like, that just sounds like it sounds very vague. But that's crazy for her to like, you know, that's what I say back to these bridges, man. Gotta stay away from these, these bridges. bridges, man. Avoid People, you know, all bridges. I don't play with Mm-mm. bridges, bro. <laughs> listen, you don't I just take London bridges. Bridges and right turns, man. man Some tricky listen, battle. I'm just telling you, man, like, people in the town say sometimes late at night, you can see, like, flickering of, like, lanterns and hear the sounds of a woman crying out for her baby. There's been sightings of Sarah, too, like, wandering the woods looking for where she placed the basket because, you know, she just left the baby. Mm. That's, okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a point that you would just leave your child, Marcus. Would you, is there ever a situation where things could be that bad to where you would leave your child nah. and then you go kill yourself to nah. get away from it? Nah. Let me go see if there's a bridge <laughs> around. Not, I wouldn't go necessarily jump <laughs> off, but I basket? Could, I could I just leave the baby there. You ain't got to go do nothing harmful to yourself. You know what I'm saying? But that's why we need to take breaks. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and take this quick break because we got like, some ads. We got to pay some bills, y'all, because you got me all, all, all flustered now asking me these tough questions. Let's take this break real quick. Hey, what's going on, family? This is Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. And today we're talking about the mystery of crybaby bridges. That got Dalen thinking of a scary story of his own. Yo, Dalen, what you got for us, bro? When it comes to these scary stories and these urban legends, it's always the ones in these country towns that just scare me the most. They just hit a little different. Like, there's something about being out there isolated with, like, no city lights. I mean, it just makes everything darker, <laughs> like, pitch black. I can definitely see that. You remember I told y'all that my grandmother lives in this small town in West Texas called McCamey, right? Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's yeah. where you had your first experience, exactly, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly, okay. man. This tiny town has about, like, 4,000 people. One time, I'll never forget. I had to be about 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And, bro, literally the craziest thing ever happened to me. So my cousin had taken us out on the edge of town, right, to these train tracks. Kids are not supposed to play on railroad tracks at all. And in McCamey, Texas, this is especially true. See, the legend has it that back in the day, there was a school bus full of kids, right, and the bus got stuck on the train tracks. But the bus driver literally could not get the bus going. And a train came down the train tracks, and it literally wiped out the bus. It Dang. killed oh. every person, child, bus driver, like everybody. No survivors. Killed. No survivors. Okay. So now they say if you put your car on the railroad tracks. You're stupid. And that. Wow. And you shift it into neutral. Like, the car will literally start rolling out the way. Oh, okay. The story goes that it's the spirit of the dead children trying to push 
you out the train's way trying to like save your uh, life. That's deep. So that's the story, right? That's mm-hmm. deep. So look, so now me and my cousins, right? Mm-hmm. He brings us out to these tracks with some of our friends and we were going off the direction. Somebody had just scribbled on this raggedy piece of paper. Like we could barely even read the directions. Mm-hmm. So we're driving around late at night just looking for these railroad tracks. And finally, right before we was about to give up and head home, man, we stumbled upon them, right? And you could tell it's been like this railroad ain't been in use in forever. It's all got rocks on it, like weeds all growing through the tracks in the wood and stuff. So look, our friend parked his truck on the tracks and he puts the truck in neutral Mm. and we just sat there. Then, bro, sure as the night is black, about five minutes into sitting there, the truck starts to roll. Bro, listen, man, we all yelled, Shut man. Your mouth. We started hitting my boy. We was like, bro, we just knew that it was him making the car move, bro. Like, it had to be. Like, it had to be, right? Right. That's crazy. Everybody's laughing, man, right? Dude had to be playing, man. We pull up to the gas station, <laughs> right? Because my homeboy wanted to get something to drink. We pull up to the gas station. Everyone hops out the car. I'm the last one to get out the back of the truck, right? Mm-hmm. I step out. I walk to the back of the truck to throw away my trash. And as I'm throwing away the trash, I look to the bottom bed of the truck, right? Mm-hmm. And right above the bumper in the dust was literally like four or five little kid fingerprints. Shut no. your mouth, bro. Was Heck, it? no, no. Wait a second. Wait, that could have been the kids from no, the... No. From the train tracks. Dun, dun, dun. Hold on. Hey, what's up, y'all? We got a guest coming up who's going to get into the history of Crybaby Bridges and all the stories across the country. But first, it's one of my favorite parts of the show, you know, where we hear your scary stories. Even though we're talking a lot about Crybaby Bridges today, I mean, we're open to all creepy baby content. So I got a good one for you. It's a crazy one from Scott Fithin. So when I was maybe eight or nine years old, I lived in a suburban area out on a farm, basically. And my parents had gone over to the neighbor's house. They typically would go there and socialize, drink wine, things like that. I'm an only child, so I would stay home. So I'm in my room, got this really weird feeling, and decide to look down the hallway and suddenly saw this baby crawling towards me from the hallway into my room. As old as I am now, I remember every of these details, and I'm actually getting goosebumps telling you this story. Now, the baby itself didn't look creepy. It didn't look like a zombie baby or anything like that, glowing eyes. It looked like a very normal kid. Blonde hair, had a yellow jumper on with a blue teddy bear. I mean, crawled into my room, kind of looked up at me, and that's when there was a vibe that I just knew there was something evil about this thing. It kind of gave me kind of this smirk. And then it crawled and crawled under my bed. I basically jumped up from my my desk, freaking out, ran out of the house, ran down our gravel road to our neighbor's house, which was, uh, it wasn't that far, but it was enough to tear your feet up. Ran in there and was like, mom, mom, dad, the crazy demon baby in my room. And of course, you know, they're sitting there trying to have some time with without kids, enjoying their wine and just rolling their eyes at me. Now, I don't know if it was... You know, young imagination, hormones, who knows? But even to this day, I still get creeped out about it.
Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell y'all what Wow. His parents was playing spades. They didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear none I, of that. Didn't I tell your butt to stay in the house? They said six-fold domino. <laughs> didn't I tell you? I you tell done got me set. I tell you what Dalen Spratt would have done. What, what Dalen that? Spratt? Dalen Spratt would have would would punted that demon baby. How far baby? would you okay. kick that baby? Listen, I would have stretched before Man, I listen, did. Listen, mm. that baby would have been at least <laughs> a 45-yard punt. Four, listen, they would have said, Go! <laughs> that, that baby would have been. They would have had to call fair catch. Would y'all? I, would y'all stay at the house if y'all went back to visit family, or would y'all be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to get a hotel. No, that baby gone. You see how far I kicked that baby? <laughs> it's out of here. <laughs> that baby, <laughs> <ain't> <laughs> back. That baby don't want to come back. Nothing after that. That's crazy. That's to have, wild. Like, it, okay, now, okay, you could really be in your head like, okay, if it's a a haunted looking baby, demonic mm. looking baby, you're like. But he said the baby yeah, is from like a, a yeah, regular from baby. A distance, you're like, oh a, my gosh, I'm scared. But for a regular baby. Yeah. In a yellow jumper. In a yellow jumper. So let me ask you this, Marcus. Mm-hmm. That how, makes it creepier for me, I'm okay, just saying. Because I, I don't know where your parents are. Right. So how long does it take before you make that decision that you will then go, in fact, punt that baby? Oh, as soon as I see that baby turn towards me. Yep. And but, I know. But and you, I, I'm by might myself. be a real baby, though. But I'm by myself. Okay. So, okay. so y'all it's didn't tell me. Mama, the babies. mama, you didn't tell me there was going to be a baby in here. Do not leave any you unattended tell, babies. You didn't tell me Rhonda was going to leave her baby here <laughs> and I just took a nap. Mm-mm. And now the baby took, woke up from the same nap and crawled out of here looking for Rhonda and now I'm punted this baby. Damn. Damn. Mom, I'm sorry. You didn't tell me that the baby's going to still be here. So so it's safe to say living or not, I, I just probably, don't leave any unattended babies around Don't you. leave no... Well, now you can. Because <laughs> we talked about Cause, it. Because I'm, I'm growing it out. But if at that scenario, yeah, that don't do that. You got to alert me. At least give me a note. Now, for everybody listening to this podcast, we are not saying any random baby in your house may be a ghost baby. So please do not go around punting babies. Only if you believe that it might be a ghost <laughs> hunted baby. Then you are only allowed. It's up to your this discretion. Is, this is this is <laughs> this baby is haunted. Our, our thoughts are not the same thoughts <laughs> are shared by the network or anybody associated with this podcast. We're just giving you clues on what happens with a ghost baby. This is yep. not an investigation technique. <laughs> no. This is not a real life technique. I love my children. You know They're what, guys? Get Look, we, I, ghost baby. Let's so. go ahead and end it on that. Thank you so much, Scott. We really appreciate the details of that story. I mean, I think all of us would probably have a terrified reaction to a haunted baby crawling down a hallway. I wouldn't necessarily stay at that house if you go back, man. Nobody wants to re-encounter that haunted incident. Again, but thank you so much. Hey, and please keep sending in those stories. And for all our listeners, if you have a creepy experience with an urban legend, email us a voice memo at storiesforghostbrothers at gmail.com. Hey, and maybe you'll hear it on the show. All right, next up, Dalen digs into Crybaby Bridges with Derek Hayes of the podcast Monsters Among Us. These stories and legends around Crybaby Bridges are kind of hard to figure out because there's so many of them. We wanted a little help sifting through them all, so we got Derek Hayes on the line to talk with Dalen. He's the host of the podcast Monsters Among Us. And you'll find out quickly, Dalen has a personal reason for wanting to know more about these Crybaby Bridge legends. What's up, Derek? Hey, Dalen. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Well, let me ask you this. Crybaby Bridges crazy right yes yeah it's, <laughs> it's like one of the apex uh, legends that are out there i mean you're talking about ladies in white you're talking about hauntings and things like that and then you have of course these crybaby bridges it seems like every state has one 
practically every town seems to have one of these things. So they're they're very popular. Yeah, so it was a little bit more interesting for me because I actually just had a baby. <laughs> so, oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. So I'm just like, ah, let me find out a little bit more about this crybaby Bridges thing, <laughs> man. Like, where do you find this stuff happening the most? Well, I'll be honest with you. It seems like every place has one of these legends. Yeah. But, you know, I'm actually from the state of Ohio, and that seems to be the mecca of these crybaby bridges. There are dozens upon dozens of these things. There's one near my hometown. Uh, it's called the Philo Crybaby Bridge. And essentially what happened is uh, three brothers were swimming along the Muskingum River there, and they decided they were going to swim out to one of these islands. Well, they didn't make it. So now from this day, the nearby bridge, they can hear the crying of the three brothers as they're trying to cross the river. So – Essentially, it just takes one little tragedy that took place somewhere. There's the legend that's that's birthed that ghost, if you will, or a sighting of some sort that's uh, that's also created this legend back and forth. So it, there's basically no end to these legends out there. What I was thinking was, you hear about all these different stories like this in all across the country, right? And I'll, mm-hmm. one could be like, eh, that's how you know that it's not real because there's too many similar stories from town to town to town to town. But what I've realized from doing paranormal investigating for the past however many years of, like, residual hauntings, right? This thing called residual hauntings. And that's when— lasting energy. Exactly. You have this lasting energy. You have these last moments reoccurring over and over and over and over again. And when you have these places that have these stories, I do believe they probably have had these events where some the three boys did drown on the way over there Mm -hmm. or a woman did— kill herself from here or something did happen and in a lot of cases it could be that residual hunting going over of course, and yeah. over and over again so to me it's not far-fetched when you think about how many of these type of occurrences do happen in so many different places yeah of course you know with these bridges they're first of all they're a dangerous place if you're walking across you could fall if you're driving across mm-hmm. you could drive off or, or floods there's all sorts of natural disasters that can make them a dangerous place and there's no shortage of origin stories for a lot of these. You know, uh, there's the infant side thing where the mother's distraught, kills the baby, throws the baby overboard or over, over the bridge, rather. Uh, there's other things where there's an automobile accident. The baby falls out of the vehicle and dies that way. And there's several different ways that these stories have begun. And that kind of grounds it a little bit because there's a variety to all this stuff. It's not just one story for every single bridge. Each bridge has its own little legend and its own sort of origin story that makes it a little bit unique. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what is like the cutoff age for babies. Because me and my baby, we're going to stay away from bridges for at least (laughs) six to eight months. (laughs) Good play. Because I feel like after that eight-month mark, my baby should be all right going over bridges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, hopefully that's true. 18 months. I'm going hey, hey, to call the cutoff right there. It's there 18 we go. months. I there we go. And because you said it, it's true. You hear it now on this I'm podcast. I'm the authority, of, apparently. Me. So there we go. <laughs> baby baby bridge crossing authority. Yeah, man. That's what, that's what it is right there. So there's other stories similar, like in other countries, right? Not even just in the United States, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the United States here, there are other stories with these bridges, these haunted bridges or these cursed bridges. We have the Goatman, of course, uh, Denton, Texas, uh, Bowie Bridge in Maryland. Uh, of course, the Popelik Monster up in Kentucky. Uh, we Also, we have La Llorona, especially down here where I'm at. OK. Uh, you know, in Central America and in Mexico and places like that, La Llorona is sort of that same kind of legend. And I was thinking about it earlier today and maybe the 
maybe it's not a crybaby bridge because we just don't have the water out here. I mean, we don't have a lot of bridges, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with right. you. So the, the legend of La Llorona is typically that she's crying along a river in search of the children that she drowned. Whoa. So, you know, there's no bridge in this scenario, so she's crying along the river. So it's kind of the same idea, the same theory, and it's certainly equally as spooky. So in the La Llorona story— she drowns her children, and then she goes yeah. to the river and cries out for them? From what I remember, she took her children to the river and drowned them. And then after she realized what she'd done and kind of came to her senses, she was distraught. She had nothing left, so she was just roaming up and down the shores of the river looking for her children. Wow, wow. And now, apparently, she takes children that she runs into. So, that you know, that's the cautionary tale of the story. Where is this located at? This is, uh, I'd say, the Southwest. It's definitely big in, like, Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. And, of course, in in Mexico, yeah. My baby can't cross bridges. I can't take her to Texas, to the Southwest, because La (laughs) Llorona is snatching babies. That's wild. You're in Georgia, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she don't she don't come to Georgia. Are, are you, she don't cross that borderline, does she? <laughs> are you anywhere near Columbus? Uh, by I'm, chance? I'm in Atlanta. I'm in hot Atlanta. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> Columbus has its own crybaby bridge story that's pretty interesting. What is that one? Uh, essentially, essentially, what took place was uh, there was a, a farmer and his wife, and they had four kids. And I guess she became pregnant again, and he was done. He, he wasn't having a fifth, so he made a deal with the doctor that when the baby was born, the doctor would take care of it. Whoa! So essentially, the when the doctor. Uh, delivered the baby, took it straight to this bridge, and just tossed it off. What? And so essentially now there's this this legend that outside of Columbus, Georgia, that this uh, this baby cries when you drive over the bridge. See, these stories are crazy, man. I'm telling you. I, I believe them. And I'm going to tell you why I really, really believe you. Even before Ghost Brothers and me doing Ghost Brothers, man, and, and dealing with the paranormal, I was young. And everything seems to happen in my grandmother's house in the small West mm. Texas town of McKamey. But she used to tell okay. us this story when we were little about there was this old church, right? This old decrepit church. It used to be the black church back in the day. She said that a guy killed his family, his wife and kids, in some kind of way, got away with it. And they said that he would walk to the church every day and ask God to forgive him and allow him to just keep on living. And they said one day he passed away, but the legend was his spirit kept every night walks back to this church to ask for forgiveness. My grandmama used to always tell us this, man, and I thought she was bullcrapping me. I really did. One night, me and my friends, it was around 11 o'clock, we walked down to this church. And like some kids, man, like a black cat walked in front of us. So we got spooked and ran, right? Yeah. Got courage, came back. Something else funny happens. A little superstitious thing happened. We ran and we got our courage and came back. And I promise you, hand to God, man, we got in front of this church, this old, decrepit church. No one goes in it, out of it, anything, man. I had my back to the doors. I was looking at my friend who was looking at the church, and his eyes just got wide open. He had picked up a little pebble off the ground, like something the size of a rock you would find in your shoe, and Mm -hmm. threw it at the church. I promise you, Derek, the doors of the church, they had these two big wooden doors. They opened up at the same time. No kidding. It was like six of us out there. By the time the door, we sat there and watched, nobody could move. You know, at some point, if somebody was opening doors, you would see them standing in the middle, opening two sets of doors. 
nobody was standing there. <laughs> like, wow. I have to, and that pebble didn't open the door. There's no a way. Little, right? A little, you will find it in your shoe. Derek, I have never to this day gone back to that church, and that's why Good I, I believe <laughs> stories like this, man, because I know yeah. what I saw that day. Well, you know, there's even more to that. There's there's a bit of clout to all this, too. There are legends outlasting centuries about uh, ghosts being unable to cross water and, you know, being deflected by moving water, those sorts of things. Actually, it's not even legends. There, there are people that actually, groups of people that actually uh, took that information and took those beliefs and took them to the next level, like the Utes out of uh, Utah, the Native American tribe. Whenever they would uh, kill an enemy. They would bury them under the water so that they couldn't come back. The water basically mm. trapped them in. So there's mm. all sorts of these legends out there, these stories, these, I guess, rules that uh, ghosts can't really navigate around water. Like it's a, some sort of barrier for them. So that's certainly uh, something that lends clout to all this. Yeah, that's interesting. So what about some of these, you, you talked about La Llorona. What about some of these Victorian era stories? Do you know any of those that kind of fall in the same lane of that? Sort of. I mean, we have these ladies in white, right? These these stories of uh, women that are essentially wearing a white flowing robe walking along the sides of roads or, or stagecoach lines and yeah. places like that. Like one of the most popular one would probably be Resurrection Mary out of, just outside of Chicago. Now, the story of her is that she reportedly went to some sort of dance or something in the, I want to say the 1920s or 30s. And as she was leaving, she kind of was being courted by this guy. And there are multiple different stories. She was either killed in an automobile accident. He killed her. There's a bunch of different stories. But essentially, she ended up dying. So now people that go through that stretch of road, they see Resurrection Mary, you know, walking along the roadway that way. So, you know, there's all sorts of these these crazy uh, people in white, or it's usually women in white stories. There's There's one local here that uh, it's out in the desert where this, this woman was traveling in the 1860s. She was on her way to San Francisco and on her way there, she actually died in one of these stagecoaches and they mm. went through her stuff and found a wedding dress and ended up burying her in this dress. So now she comes back, you know, wearing white. So, yeah, uh, you know, these, these stories persist, man. They're out there. Well, yeah, Derek, man, I appreciate you coming in and sharing your stories with us, man. Like this is, it makes me want to go state to state and find out what that yeah. crybaby bridge story is, man, and to, like, yeah. try it out and see. You know, that's the fun thing, and and that's sort of how I discovered all these in the first place. Uh, you know, part of my show, I do uh, hometown legends, where people just call in and talk about legends from their hometowns, and these crybaby bridge stories just were persistent over and over and over to the point where we've collected a handful of these experiences, and I've learned about so many of them. I had no idea there were so many. I, I had no clue. Uh, so it's it's it, that's just the tip of the iceberg with these hometown legends. Do some research on your own hometown, everybody out there listening. I guarantee you, there's some sort of story out there that's very similar to this uh, right down the road from you. Right, right. So where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from Southeast Ohio, between Pittsburgh and Columbus, but I live just outside of LA right now. I've been out here for years. Got you, yeah. got you. And now, out of all the stories that you've heard, did you have your favorite Crybaby Bridge version of a story? Oh, my favorite. This is a, yeah, this is one of the eeriest stories. And I don't know if you could really call it a crybaby bridge, but I'm going to for yes. this instance. And we've already established that you are an authority. That's right. I can do whatever I want <laughs> right. at this point, Greg. Right. <laughs> so this essentially took place in Northwest Ohio back in the 18, I want to say 30s, 1840s, a long time ago. 
So there were a lot of uh, settlers making their way through that way. And of course, they're, they're dispersing the Native Americans that live there. And there's skirmishes, there's fights. And one of these fights took place on the Maumee River out there. Now, the Maumee River, at least in this section, is very wide and very shallow. A lot of rocks. It just looks, it looks beautiful. And essentially, so there was a, a train moving through of, of people on their, their uh, oxen and, and wagons, and they were attacked. And they killed basically the whole family and left one girl alive. And she walked up and down the beach screaming, Mommy, Mommy. So then from that day on, they named the river Mommy, which is spelled uh, M-A-U-M-E-E. Mm. which is a, a Native American word. I don't know what it means off the top of my head, but yeah. that's that's the legend of where it got the name. So that story creeps me out to this day, just uh, the human element of it, yeah. the legend of it. I mean, there's not even a ghost involved there. It's just, uh, right. it's, it's still scary. Yeah. You don't even need to ghost for that, right? Right, right, right. Derek, man, I appreciate your stories, man. I could sit here and listen to you talk all day about this kind of stuff, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to definitely get back with you, man, sooner or later and come in and talk about some more of these urban legends. Yeah, bring some Bigfoot calls or something. Ah, right, man, there it is. I right, appreciate you, Derek. <laughs> Thanks, Dalen. Take care. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is a Discovery Plus podcast. From Discovery Plus, our executive producer is Marissa Lucy. Our show is produced by Neon Hum Media. And at Neon Hum, our executive producer is Jonathan Hirsch. Our lead producer is Joanna Clay. Our associate producers are Chloe Chobel and Evan Jacoby. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Editorial support from Nick White. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Josh Hahn and Hans Del Sue engineered this episode. And hey, guys, thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your scary stories. So that is it for Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. And uh, yeah, we'll scare you next week. Scary stories. 